I know. I'm pretty... That's why I'm here. I'm a professional. I'm pretty awesome. What can I say? Wow. I have uh, I have five grapes left. I didn't make it through my bowl of grapes. You gotta just you finish like, your Patreon. Shotgun them. I don't know. Okay. Oh, baby. Listen to that crunch. Listen to that crunch. I can hear it on Discord. Oh, baby. That means I know the microphone's picking that bitch up. Oh, baby. <laughs> Welcome back to XP Waste, where I would love to have a conversation with whoever decided to make a Shining Kingdom no requirement. I just want to talk to him. I, I just want to talk to him. Hi, I'm Oxy. And I'm Michael. Buckle up, because if this is your first time, <laughs> welcome to XP Waste. <laughs> We're a podcast that's going to talk exclusively about Varlamore. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> We're, a We're a podcast that talks about old school RuneScape. And we love the game so much. Um, I, I dare say we're addicted. I'm addicted. Actually, I've been taking a good break. And it's been, it's been a good time. The old um, detox scape. Yeah. It's the new year. Got to play a little bit less. Anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in. We're going to fill your ear holes with a bunch of sounds today. And those will be uh, what we call a podcast. If you're not new around here, that intro was pretty cringe. And we know you loved it. How are you, Oxy? I'm I'm not doing too bad. Um, it's been a it's been a pretty solid week. I feel like I've barely played any RuneScape while logging quite a few hours. Um, I'm 77k away from 93 mining. Um, oh nice. So we're gonna get we're gonna get 93 mining today, uh, and we'll make progress to 94. Um, I'm thinking my current track should be like late February. We get 99. Unless nice. I get the VM going, um, late February is probably when it's going to happen. I could, but like, eh, we'll see. Because I have been playing, I would say other games, I've been playing Bloons Tower Defense 6. That is what I have been playing. It is just such easiest, an interesting game. Dude. The, to, to like detox with. I honestly, like it's such a simple gameplay loop that I was like, oh yeah, I'll just, you know, enjoy it for a little while. And there's like skill trees and shit that you can like oh. advance and you level up and you get like awards for playing on different difficulties. And like I'm trying to beat a map on a hard mode difficulty and I don't know what combination of monkeys I got to put down for that. So I'm like <laughs> learning all the different pieces. You level up your monkeys wow. as you go. Like it is, it's surprising how much I'm like, I could play balloons. Because uh, I would get into Baldur's Gate 3 again, but I want to wait to play with somebody else. So and that somebody mm. is taking their sweet ass time playing through Act One. So I'm actually in Act Two now. Oh wow! Would you look at that? He moved on to Act Two. I so, just I went straight to the escalator elevator. Man did not finish. Damn, my man did not do shit. He's like, we're going. We're booking it. Well, right I feel through. like I. No, that's the problem. Is I feel like I did do everything. Okay. And I I couldn't figure out anything else to do. So I was like, I'm gonna stop wasting time, and I'm just gonna go. And I got. I got, you know, I think it was like two hours into Act Two, which for me is not very much. It's not very much, but yeah, this uh, this week I was playing a bit of Boulder's Gate. I tried to play Halo on my TV. So if you guys aren't aware, I think I mentioned it in a previous episode recently. There's a thing called Steam Link 
and you can get it on your Apple TV or other smart TV, mm-hmm. uh, smart TVs. And essentially, if you have your computer on and Steam is open and it's on the same network as your Apple TV, you just connect a controller to your TV and you can play your Steam games. So I did that uh, with Halo and there was like this very minuscule input lag which made the entire experience just terrible um it was like i would press left and then ever so slightly like with the delay it would feel like it was going super slow and Mm -hmm. so i didn't have the i didn't have adequate react time to like actually be competitive i got a couple of kills but it was because i'm pretty sure the people were just bad and so i I did a test where don't I had to, the controller. Don't need to be talented if you have a rocket launcher. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> or a sword. Uh, so I went to, I, I actually like came back to my computer and I, I, I hooked up the controller to the computer itself and there was no lag. I was like, dang it. And it just so happens that my computer is far enough away from my living room that the Bluetooth completely cuts out. So I so- can't. It did, it did the same thing when I used to stream. So for those of you, I don't think there are any of you left who were there when Oxy streamed full-time before he met Michael. If any of you are there, kudos to you guys for hanging out with XP Waste this long. I love you all very dearly, but I don't, I don't know if anyone's still around from that time. Um, I used to play only on xbox because i had my old like shitty work laptop i didn't get the pc i have now until i came to grad school actually i had been considering buying a gaming pc Mm -hmm. for a while uh and what actually pushed me to do it was uh this cute girl i worked at the cafeteria with had talked about she just bought her own pc and that was like that's it that's i'm pulling the trigger like i'm getting my loan return because i had like looked at what i wanted for months i just needed to like some motivation to like spend that kind of money and uh that was the motivation so shout out to my ex for motivating me to buy a gaming pc um that's my ex now because i like convinced you to buy stuff uh no you did not convince me to buy a gaming pc uh i I convinced you to buy a gaming laptop uh you convinced me to buy a laptop it's not a gaming laptop it's a laptop gaming laptop no it's like a Mm. lenovo it has like a 4080 in it for some reason but it's no it's a 3080 not a 4080 um it has a good graphics card and good like processors but that's just like where laptops are at these days Mm -hmm. um so but no it's not i didn't want like a gaming specific laptop because if i have to take it to work you know nothing like in my opinion right this is just a personal thing nothing screams unprofessional than like yeah tell me how does that make you feel and like an alienware symbol lights up when you're trying to like talk to someone (laughs) like to me in the career field that i work in that's not what i wanted now for a home computer that's totally fine for i got the rgb for my home computer i got runescape stickers all over it for all my raids purples uh so like yeah i'm fine with that at home just not at work Anyways, way back in the day, I used to stream exclusively on Xbox. But what I would do is I would go to like my laptop and I would load up OBS and I had my laptop HDMI'd into an old TV and I would have my Xbox on. And Xbox used to have like a way that you could like project through Xbox uh, on PCs, like Xbox for Windows. You could yeah. like share what you were doing on your screen in your tv to the other screen 
And I oh. used to try to play like Halo 5 and, you know, Ark Survival Evolved with that input delay. And I'd be like, why is it so laggy? Like, this is actually terrible. Um, because it was streaming just fine, but like there was input delay for me playing it. So it didn't yeah. look laggy for people, but it felt laggy to play. Um, That's the worst. So what I ended up doing way back in the day is I would project my Xbox onto the, the computer the second TV monitor that I had, and I would switch the HDMI back to that TV because I did like a weird finagling where I would hook my Xbox up to the the monitor, mm-hmm. and then I would just go from like HDMI one with the computer to HDMI two with the Xbox. So I'd play with no input delay, but it would be capturing on the 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 computer like seamlessly and that's how i played jurassic world evolution and all those games for years on xbox how i really got my like content creation start um so i i do know all about that input delay when trying to play a game when you look right and you're like a whole second later like it's really it's not good you know um (coughs) yeah play on the pc if you're playing halo like Baldur's Gate is one thing if there's a little bit of an input delay. you don't really. Baldur's Gate was fine. Yeah, like there's also not. It wasn't anything unmanageable. Yeah, nothing in Baldur's Gate happens where you need to have a quick reaction time. Even reactions themselves are a pause menu. It's like, do you want (laughs) to react to this thing? Sure. So sure. But yeah, I've been playing. uh, As far as RuneScape is concerned, I don't think I've done anything. I think I sent. No, I haven't sent any raids. I haven't done any content. Um. I promise this isn't me quitting RuneScape. This is me trying my absolute hardest to get objectively the shittiest skill out of the way first. Um, so I just don't have to do it. Because if I don't have to do this for long, I will be happy. We're 70k away. We're going to get the level today. And then we're just going to keep on going. The last notable point probably about my week in-game. Did you see Chaos Cleric made me like a spreadsheet for maxing? I did. I did. And then he and Sibling got off on this like side tangent of whether or not they could get it to like live update. Ooh. And I think they may have created something that live updates stats and tracks the amount of XP per day you need until the end of the wow. year or until RuneFest. Okay. So like my XP I need per day is slowly going up when I like don't play. But Oh, like so it's wow. gonna be a battle against like that's if it live updates that would be awesome chaos cleric yeah. sibling if you guys can can make something like that that would be awesome that but sick. if if not you know it's totally totally understandable so that's been my week in rs um irl has also been super chill i've been doing a lot of stuff in person and i've been having a really really good time that's how i'll sum up irl it's been it's been a lot of fun his last uh, last day or so, but yeah. So how have you been, Michael? How are you doing on this fine Sunday afternoon? <laughs> I think I'm getting sick. Oh god! Um, Here we go again. Yeah, my nieces and nephews after Christmas. Uh, my brother said, "Yeah, they have the flu," and then my dad was sick last week, and then my son has not been feeling good. Um, he doesn't. He hasn't had a fever, thank goodness, but he's just been having like a runny nose, coughing not sleeping well. And so that I'm, I, that's how I'm feeling. I don't know if you can, you can hear it. I can in hear my it a voice, little bit. Brace yourselves, XP Wasters. Time for another four weeks of Michael going, well, we beat the sickness. 
Except we didn't, because now my wife <laughs> is sick, which means again. I'm sick again. So that's gonna be another another sickness ping pong in the in the bloodhound household. Right. I would say luckily she's not feeling well also right now. So maybe we won't ping pong it back and forth. Like it's a rare time where all three of us are kind of feeling crummy. It's not full on sickness, right? Like I'm not bedridden like I normally am if I'm sick. But if I get a fever, it's over. Like I'm just going to be in bed all day. The sucky part, the really sucky part is that we have tomorrow off from work, both mm-hmm. of us. And my son's also not in school. So it could have been a fun family day, but we're probably just going to hang out and watch movies. Um, Still a fun and, family day. Yeah, but like I had the opportunity to do something, you know, go somewhere. I just have no motivation to do that. And it probably didn't help that I spent like three or four hours yesterday tidying up the yard. I mowed the grass. I edged the yard. I, yeah. Um, and that's funny because it's like middle of January and some people are like, wait, what? But that's Texas for you. Yesterday, in the beginning of the day, it was 70 degrees. Oxy's showing us, oh, wow, look at all the snow. Mowed the lawn. Are you kidding me? Mowed, yeah, dude, the, I mowed lawn? the lawn yesterday. Holy shit. Yeah. I was wearing shorts and like a, a thin like crew neck shirt. Um, it, was, it was nice. It was like 70 degrees in the middle of the day. And then once the sun started going down, it got down to in the like the 20s or 30s. And currently in Texas, it's 18 degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know what that is for Celsius, but that's cold. Like that's, that's in the negatives, I think, oh, for Celsius. That's what I'm talking about. Sit down, Texas. It's 15 here in Michigan. That's right. You're not tougher wow. than we are. You bastard. It's colder in It's Michigan. cold as hell. Um, like 18 for Texas is alarmingly cold. I will say that. Yeah. Like, that well, is... like right now, there's flurries. Damn. Uh, negative nine degrees Celsius, according to our uh, Aussie boy Swole. See, that's how, that's um, how you know. We, we just, just have a wind chill advisory. Hold but, on. Like, Let if me you look, look and see. Like coming up, we have it cold as hell coming up we're like breaking oh, into the negative? negatives at, oh the, at the low which is usually good because it happens at night but like yeah yeah that said michael i you know what a really good time to, to you know what a really cool thing to do right now would be will be What's super that? cool to to make some s'mores oh yeah <laughs> he's gotten up and walked away i don't know if I'm going to keep this in. I have my box. Don't cut this part out this time, you shitter. You cut it out last time. And I was real disappointed. Oh. <laughs> so, Michael and I got a gift from Spotify. Shout we out did. to Spotify. Um, and I think oh, I so got you're doing the, the unboxing thing. live? Hell yeah, I am. Hell yeah. I was going to FaceTime you yesterday, but I was on the phone with my sister, so I opted to not. I, I see how important I am. House. Yeah, sorry, you don't beat out my sister in terms of importance. Listen, you talk to your sister every day. Talk to Why, you every day, too. Pop that in your ear with no warning? Yeah. Oh. Wow. God, this is so oh. cool. So cool. I think this will be like an extra episode for our Patreon. Is uh, Oxy and I making s'mores? <sighs> and sitting... I don't know if I could like... I, I bet you I could make the camera like pan down with me on the floor. With the blanket. That's it's the so cool. real logo. Look how cool this thing is. Yeah. 
guys, we've made it. We're content we've, creators. We've now. actually made it. This is not like a, a a sham. This is from the actual folks at Spotify. Let's see. Instructions. Gather with others and go out into nature or find a quiet space. Probably not, because it's 15 degrees. Put on your favorite podcast, album, or audiobook. Nothing says hot date like listening to myself on a show. But I'm going to play it. And then get cozy, roast marshmallows, and enjoy a s'more or two. Or eight. Because they clearly don't know who they're dealing with. Or eight. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, look at this. We got gourmet marshmallows yeah. in this box. I've never seen marshmallows that look like that before. They're like handmade. Yeah, it's crazy. We've got, what is this? Fancy dandelion small batch chocolate from Tanzania. Sheesh. I'm excited about that. Got all Actually, sorts of really stuff right there. This is going to be so good. And then look at this thing. It is a like a whole, whole, whole little whole setup. setup. Like it's a little fire and everything. This is going to be awesome. My wife was saying that those are like actually expensive. Yeah, yeah. The box itself, beautiful, lined with some stuff. This looks like an instruction manual from Swoon Living. Look at that. So here's a picture of what the setup is supposed to look like. That's fantastic. And then, not only do we get all this stuff and this box, we also get this blanket. Ooh. Oh, Jesus. That's a good all-year-round blanket, too. Like, it's not thick. But it's just thick enough that it, it keeps you warm. That's basically my uh, bio on Bumble. Just thick enough to keep you warm. <laughs> I like the, the blanket behind your chair, by the way. Thanks. Uh, my best friend made it for me for Christmas one year. Made it? Yes. Excuse me? Oh, like they got the fabric or did they paint that? Is that an actual... Yeah, no, Sydney made a tie blanket. Oh, like, but that's the fabric, though. Yeah, that it's came... the fabric. Okay. No, she, cool. she's talented like, and creative, she... but she's not painting dinosaurs on fabric. That's not her thing. <laughs> yeah, we got our own, like, what is this? This is a shampoo. Oh, no, this is a, what is this? Looks like something from Michael and I to drink out of. That's for the sticks. That may, would make sense. But you could drink out of it. Um, we're not obligated to say anything nice about Spotify because they sent us to us, but thank you, Spotify. Yeah, we're really like, not. Seriously, this, like, this didn't come with like a you better do a product placement. We're just really no. excited about this. This is it's just sick. Look at this. We got sticks. We got a little thing to put the fire out. This is awesome. This is super cool. I only knew what it was because Michael texted me. He's like, hey, are you free? I need to FaceTime you now. <laughs> Is everything okay? Did somebody die? Uh, and he's like, when Michael Dude, says that, it's it's important. It, I it is important. Ask. It's like batting down the hatches. Something actually is gonna happen here. Um, and then he's just like, "Dude!" And he turned his camera around, and it was like this logo box top thing. And we're like, "Oh, there's." Did you see the message on the back? Uh uh-uh. uh Was it? There's a what? message on the back. All right. Oh what? We are so happy you have we're so happy to have you as part of our managed partner program and we're honored to support your continued growth on Spotify. Your creativity and the countless hours you put into your work are what powers our podcasting community. Please enjoy the small token of our appreciation. The entire Spotify family wishes you a safe, healthy, and happy end of year. We can't wait to see what you do in 2024. Wow. Like that's so cool. This is cool as hell. But yeah. I want to hang that up. 
I kind of do too. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> but like I like the box as it is. But like, yeah, I'm like 95 percent sure that's gonna get taken over by the girls, and that's just gonna be their box. But, yeah, it's nice and warm yeah, for them. This is <laughs> it's not a plug for Spotify because we're not contractually obligated to do that. However, yeah, but you guys should listen to podcasts on Spotify. It's a great platform to do so. I don't know what like google podcasts and and like apple podcast has that makes it so great but spotify is pretty great i've only ever used spotify so again not contractually obligated just like the product and the platform and they sent us some cool stuff so if they send us more stuff ever we'll be sure to at least have one of us open it on the show because it's just right neat. so <laughs> thank you spotify thank you to our our manager. Can we say our manager's name here? Is that something we can yeah, do? Yeah, thank you, Chris. Yeah, thank you, Chris. I'm not sure There's how so they many. feel about like privacies or whatever, but thank you. So, yeah, this yeah, we that's totally off topic for what we're supposed to be talking about here. But well, what are we going to talk about today? I think we need to give you some <sighs> some space to vent. And we need to like shift gears to a little bit into Oxy's soapbox vent corner so if you haven't braced yourself he's getting ready guys he's i don't know if you can see him right now but like <laughs> he is getting ready like we have you have you do have a time frame here we have i'm gonna put you on the spot for you have 30 minutes to talk and we're gonna we're gonna cut you off there 30 but, minutes of oxy talking straight through sounds like hell so brace no, yourself no, people are here for it <laughs> oh so i'll tee you up right so please do this week uh on the game update day there was a surprise post from the devs uh, from the mods and it said let's do this new quest and it was uh it was actually the quest that is introducing varlamore and it took me probably uh 10 or 15 minutes to do because i read all the dialogue you could space bar through it and get it done in literally five minutes uh because the only thing you have to do is like follow this guy like you do in Sins of the Father, where you like follow behind him and try not to get caught. But it's like really easy to do. But uh, there are delegates from Varlamor that have entered Varrock and they're meeting uh, the king of Varrock and they want to now open the city, open the land of Varlamor to the rest of the world. So I'm sure that they're they're meeting all of these delegates or like meeting with all the major cities around um, Gilinor to like have the the proper channels to do that but uh yeah our boy oxy he's got some he's got some words to say about why you can't have a kingdom divided be how you know be a requirement to enter into varlamore so you know you've you've summed it up um pretty well right that that akd was not a requirement and that was the crux of my issue um on wednesday i will say i was fuming i woke up at 6 40 in the morning on wednesday saw that there was a new post like game update day and i was like "Ooh, game update let's see and it was children of the sun no requirements the only reward is a quest point and access to varlamore and the reward i don't care people were upset that like oh you didn't get more from it but like dude what do you realistically get from like priest and peril what do you get from client of current nothing you get access to those areas right so I thought the reward was fine, but it just felt so, so out of place. I have become much more like 
calm about it now and i i recognize how it could tie in but we'll get there right so my biggest gripe i've said for (laughs) weeks i left it in the episode last week if you guys heard i said oh we're gonna cut this part out of the episode and then michael said when did we come back i said i don't know maybe we did come back i'm like i'm just gonna leave it all and like flow it in to show you how natural that kind of stuff came this is not like this outrage came out of nowhere right i thought for the longest time that a kingdom divided should be a requirement to enter Varlamore. Because as I've said before, we don't interact with Varlamore at all for the entirety of our time playing RuneScape. The first time they show up is the coronation. By the way, spoiler alert for AKD. If you've not done it already, it's been two years. Go do it. Um, they show up for the coronation of the new king. And immediately the king is assassinated. And the weapon is, of course, a Varlamore dagger. I'm pretty sure. Right. And that is awfully suspicious, awfully suspicious. And while Michael and I, when the first, when the quest came out, we were like, Ooh, maybe it was the King's wife. Maybe it was the King's son, something like that. Like, cause remember the wife doesn't seem very upset at the end when she has oh, to like, it's for make sure her, the King's wife, like it could so, be, but we, you're not like going to Game of Thrones had just finished. And that was something that's very much Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like, but you're, you're not going to you're not going to blame the queen regent immediately, right? Like that's treason. That'll get you killed. So wouldn't it be a great idea to send the guy who was more or less responsible for the unification of Karend and the dismantling of the Karend council to Varlamore to figure out what's wrong, make it a super quick, very similar style of quest. I see people typing in the recording booth chat already about to counter what I'm trying to say. I get it. We'll get there, folks. We'll we'll get there. Christ. Um, like, send that person to Varlamore. Work out a tiny little wacky like quest, just like this one, a Shining Kingdom, or not a Shining Kingdom, the Children, Children of the Sun. Of the sun. Um, and like, oh. Someone tried to assassinate the Prince of Varlamore. That's a little suspicious. That's not great. Someone tried to assassinate the head religious leader of Varlamore. It's it's definitely not you guys. And then it's like, all right, we have to figure this out together. Bring the kingdoms together to do it. So you're you're welcome to come to Varlamore anytime. That's yeah. what I thought how that should have progressed. Even the way this quest panned out right now. I really think it could have benefited from a single a single line of like, hey, the king uh King Hosidius was murdered and King Rold was there. That's why they're in Varak. And they're like, hey, Karend is in shambles, and because we're trying to forge relations and the king was just assassinated, we're going to maybe like open envoys and rally some forces and let people into Varlamore or something. Right. And then the assassination attempt happens. And sure enough, look at that. It's not Varlamore who's trying to assassinate themselves. Right. All we needed was one reference to the death of the king. And the quest could have stayed exactly the same. That was what I really think was lacking. The gameplay of the quest. I saw complaints that, like, you know, oh, it's just the mechanic from this quest. It's the mechanic of this quest. Like, dog, the game is like 21 years old. They're going to repeat mechanics. Right. Like not every quest needs a brand new whatever. You could argue that oh, they repeated Dragon Slayer because there's a final boss. 
that doesn't have any mechanics besides click on the boss. You know how many quests just have en- enemies that are not dynamic fights, just sit there and kill it? Mm-hmm. Like, they could have so many arguments like that, but because they use one specific puzzle, which, like, is fine, who cares, right? There's interesting dialogue that kind of tells you a little bit about the culture of Varlamore, you know, and you get to to meet new characters who will probably play a role later. Uh, and I'd never seen the marking thing before. Marking NPCs, that was neat. That was cool. At the end yeah. of the day, for a no-requirement region access quest, I think it was perfectly fine. The gameplay wise narratively is kind of what drove me crazy because I feel like they missed a huge, huge, huge opportunity to integrate the history of what's already happened in the game that your player has experienced before. The other thing that I've saw, the main thing that has countered my argument that Michael has countered with that other people have said like, Hey, this doesn't make any sense because of this is that a kingdom divided is classed as a master level quest. And I was having this discussion with Tiki because he and I both agree that it is not master in difficulty. It is only really master in length. Um, I think it's experienced actually. I just checked. Is it really? Um, I think maybe yeah, they it's should experienced. Ex- I feel like it sits fine and experienced, <clears throat> but I still think maybe they should even lower it down a little bit more because truly the most difficult part of AKD is all the damn dialogue. That's the hardest part of a kingdom divided is all the talking. Like literally there's a section where you go to uh to the Shazian lookout with all the leaders of the house and you have like 10 different conversations back to back. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't leave the area. You just go up and down the castle and you have these conversations, right? Um, so it's long. That's why I think it's mostly class experience. But I don't really think low to mid 50s requirements at most with one not very difficult and one only slightly challenging boss. I don't think that classifies it as a super difficult quest. And I will say Zamfer is not the easiest fight in the world because I did it on my Iron Man with like a dragon scimitar and a DDS. But it wasn't Vanstrom hard. That's probably the only non-Grandmaster quest with a really difficult boss is Sins of the Father. And I don't think Zamfer was nearly as hard as Vanstrom. And the the Judge of Yama was more of like a pathing thing than an actual fight. Right. I just did Sins of the Father. And even on like a mid-game Iron Man, I don't think it's as hard as people say it is. Well, maybe I, I just, just think people suck. aren't... I think... <laughs> Well, I think people are just doing it before they should do it. Like if you're, you know, base six, you do have combat, like ninety something strength on your group, ninety five strength. But no, even the mechanics are not that hard. The mechanics are very predictable. The little, the little blood veld has five HP or fifteen HP. I can't remember. Um, and all you have to do is turn away, and then you lead him into the blood. Like that's the that's the mechanics. Now, what can be kind of scary is is the the lightning. But if you've done any sort of PVM, it feels very slow. Mm-hmm. Like if you've, like I did Calvarion. And if you can do Calvarion without dying, then you can kill Vanstrom. It's not that hard. I was, I, I think I psyched myself out more than I should have doing it. I had the opposite problem on my GAM. I was like, dude, I have an infernal cape. I'm about to kick the shit out of Vanstrom. It took me five tries on my group Iron Man. Really? I it was I was in I was in VC with Fear, and Fear was just like laughing at me at one point because I just <laughs> kept having to telly out. Like I wasn't dying. I died like once or twice, but I tellied out for most of it. 
Um, wow. Because did you like bruise, dog. I did. I brought bruise. I brought oh food. Like I know how to fight. I know how to fight the boss. It was just so like that flail sucks so bad. I didn't have piety on the account, so I was doing like the incredible reflexes and ultimate strength. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was I so bad. It. He, had, he had a close soon. run. Yeah, I think I I got killed or I had to tell you out with like ten HP left and the lightning phase. Oh, no. Like, it was bad. I was really having a rough time with with Vanstrom. So that's why I say I think Vanstrom is way more difficult than Zamfer. Um, but I get why they. Like, yes, logistically, I understand why it's really hard to make a quest like a Kingdom Divided a requirement for a quest that is walk around and have two space barable conversations and finish the quest in three minutes, right? When Quest Helper comes out and it tells you where to stand for that follow portion, this will be a three-minute quest. Yeah. 100%. All the dialogue is optional. Start the quest, have a conversation, follow the guy, come back, have a conversation, you're good to go. Quest mm-hmm. Helper is going to highlight what guards to click on like that's true <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be super simple right and the wiki will have pictures of the guards too so you'll know where to find them but they're very out of place which again i thought that mechanic was cool um i did i liked it i understand why maybe people would think oh this shouldn't be a requirement because i even said like if they made a fetch quest have song of the elves as a requirement that's whack right mm-hmm. like it feels out of place like it like I don't know. I was I wouldn't be a huge fan of that. Um but I don't think it's the first time we've seen a small dialogue based quest have a difficult quest be a requirement. Look at Curse of the Empty Lord. Right? You need Desert Treasure for Curse of the Empty Lord. And if I'm not mistaken, you need Curse of the Empty Lord for Desert Treasure 2 in one way or another, right? So I don't think it would be totally out of left field for them to make AKD, which is about in line with Desert Treasure, the first one, in my opinion, right? I think it's about equally challenging, Desert Treasure and A Kingdom Divided. Um, I think making a dialogue-based quest would have been fair, right? And just in that, in the moment on the day of release when I played the quest, I just felt narratively disappointed. Like, they missed a huge mark like the target was there it was a 15 foot wide target from 10 feet away and they shot at the floor like ah you guys it could have been great i think it could have been very good to tie it in now that said i i understand what the story team is capable of i've played through desert treasure 2 i've played through a kingdom divided it can do some good shit and as as annoyed as I am that they would make this, in my opinion, stupid decision to make a Shining Kingdom. or I keep saying a Shining Kingdom. That's what Varlamore's called, Children of the Sun. As much as I don't like Children of the Sun being a no-requirement quest, I think they'll be able to tie it into AKD just fine. I just, from, and Tiki did mention this in the recording booth chat. He's like, you have the bias of having played AKD. You've done the whole story. A new player doesn't have that bias, right? Mm-hmm. A way for the new player to develop that bias is to make them do a Kingdom Divided first, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I don't know. I, I think they'll definitely find a way to tie it in. I'm not saying they've completely ruined the storyline. They haven't. It's just this one story beat really left me disappointed. Like, come on, guys. You could have you thrown it in there. You know, like, 
I, I still think it should have had a cane divided as a requirement. It doesn't. So now the setup is there, right? I, this is why I'm a little bit more optimistic, but now a little worried. Like you miss the 15 foot target in front of you, but now surely you don't miss the 100 foot target in front of you, which is to tie these assassinations together somehow, right? Surely you don't miss that mark. Surely you find out that like, I wish they would have done a little bit more with the bandit, you know, and maybe had that tie in a little bit. Because honestly, if you're introducing a new player to old school RuneScape and the, the Varlamore Envoy is the first thing that they end up interacting with in Varrock when they get there, they don't do Romeo and Juliet, they don't do Demon Slayer, they do Children of the Sun first, um, then you could say like, yeah, I was hired by a man named Xanfer or I was hired by a man named Veos or something. You could do something to allude that like there will be a connection in the future that doesn't require a kingdom divided. So I kind of wish that they would have expanded on the bandits interrogation just a little bit more. I would have liked a little bit more, um, a little bit more like explanation as to why those bandits got hired and what the assassination attempt was for. Again, I know that will all come out in the wash. I know the quest that follows the Children of the Sun and hopefully a Kingdom Divided is going to be great, right? I just was really hoping they would have done more with it. And another point that I had is, I don't mean to gatekeep, what in Varlamore is going to be accessible to a level 3 fresh off the boat? Probably not much that you can't find other places, right? All of the the unique aspects, the hunter guild, the new mining thing, the new prayer training, the new thieving inside the city, um, all of the, you know, the Fortis Coliseum, the new like Barrows 2 dungeon, whatever it's called. I, I have it pulled up in front of me. I think it's called the Perilous Moons or something. Um, like when they, they have all this stuff is more aimed at like mid game players, not newer players necessarily. And because I kind of put AKD mentally in like a mid-game space, for me, it makes perfect sense. Now, Michael's counterpoint was they should lock, they should unlock Varlamore, but they should lock Il Civis Fortis, the main city behind wherever, um, which I don't entirely disagree with, but I also definitely don't agree with because I feel like without the main city, Varlamore is just like an empty space, you know? If we look, I don't have it pulled up in front of me, and I'm not saying they're going to make the same mistake again like they did with Zaya on release. I think that's going to be a full space, but it's going to be empty. There's not going to be a ton of banks. There's not going to be, you know, there's like very only specific skills you'll be able to train. I'm overall optimistic for Farthermore, but I think without the city, you're really missing something. And I think <clears throat> entering a continent to only then do another quest to unlock the city that you want to go to without any sort of significant story beat that, come, that comes before it. I think is where you miss an opportunity because you don't unlock Darkmire off the rip. You have to do for Darkmire, you got to do sins of the father, but even for Meyer ditch, you have to do a native of the Marik, right? Like for Prift Innis, good God, the ultimate city unlock in this game, you need to do what was once the hardest quest ever, right? Desert treasure two has, Song of the Elves feels like child's play compared to Desert Treasure 2. <laughs> like, having done Soat twice and Desert Treasure 2 once, I am not excited for DT2 on the Iron Man because that is going to be hard.
But I think, you know, as all things go, a lot of the areas that are unlocked through quests have enough build up to them. Um for this city, uh, like the main city being unlocked, right? To sort of follow the track of like lock the city behind a bigger quest. I would just have preferred they locked it all behind this quest, but made it have just one little story beat. One little bit about the assassination. Didn't have to be much. Could have changed your motivation for being in Varrock for any reason. Um, I think just as an experience, as an experienced player currently, it feels very weird to have Varlamorp suddenly just show up a year later. Um, which again, to, to talk about you know Tiki's point about my bias a little bit, to a new player, it might like it doesn't mean anything to a new player. It doesn't mean anything narratively to someone who doesn't know what any of these kingdoms are, any of these cities are, right? It just sort of seems like something new and less significant story-wise than a player like myself who has heard about this kingdom forever and then finally saw them and then, oh God, and then they're just here without any follow-up. It just seems a little strange to me. The recording booth chat has been going off and I've not been getting a chance to read it. So more or less, the sentiment is like, you know, people are mentioning, uh, I'll just sort of go through and read some of it. Like, you know, AKD is what opens Varlamore to the people where its inhabitants decide to finally leave its borders for the inauguration. Children of the Sun to access Varlamore without having completed AKD, it kind of ruins the timeline, which a, a response that is like, it doesn't really ruin the timeline. It's kind of like Nate is not and Ya tis so. Uh, which is actually what those words are based off of. Nay, tis not, and yeah, tis so. Uh, Nate is not, and jatizo. Um, they they don't interact with with each other, but AKD doesn't change the stories of them interacting, right? Like they interact for the first time in a while, right? Yeah, basically, the, like the TLDR is like, yes, it may not make immediate sense in the moment, but like, when have we been disappointed by particularly yeah. Mod Ed with the story? Yeah. So. To put, I know you said you had a bit of a follow up that I think could could have a you said a conversation or an argument to follow. So who knows? Um, but I think at the end of the day, to sum it up, like yeah, I don't love the direction you took with the story. I'm also confident enough in Mod Ed and the rest of the story team to make it not end like Game of Thrones. This felt like a season eight Game of Thrones blunder when I first woke up. Again, I was irrationally pissed off about it when I like, on Wednesday. I'm less irrationally pissed off about it now, but I still stand by that making a Kingdom Divided a requirement probably would have felt more narratively rewarding. Otherwise, the quest itself, the quality of the quest was fine. I, I had very little expectations because it was a no requirement quest. Um, because again, what no requirement quest is actually hard? Like, what quest can you do off the boat that is any modicum of difficult? It's really not, right? So, it fit perfectly in line. I thought it introduces players at an earlier stage to some quest mechanics, right? Because we never really saw the follow bit before Sins of the Father. Now, players will have experience with it when they get there. And then who's to say they might have a marking mini game in a quest coming up? You know, when they have released Desert Treasure 3 and you have to mark all the evil assassins, right? Like, having seen that, you'll know what to do, right? Because I mm -hmm. think that's, in general for games, it's very good when they slowly and incrementally introduce mechanics that then build off each other later, right? So 
for what it was, no story at all, Children of the Sun, totally fine. Decent enough introduction to Varlamore, decent enough mechanics, totally for a one quest point quest, cool. Narratively, I think you dropped the ball, but I don't think that at this point when the ball, the ball is bouncing back up and it's way bigger than it was before. So surely you guys catch it, right? Surely you dropped a <laughs> tennis ball and now like one of those like weight, not like a weight ball, but like a workout ball is coming back up. Surely y'all can grab that, right? So <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with the whole thing. I know people were expecting like well, the day the quest came out, the XPS chat in Discord was like, this episode is going to be crazy. Oxy's going to burn the place to the ground. And I don't feel as burn the place to the ground about it anymore. Um, you guys probably got a bulk of that in text chat on Wednesday, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm sitting. I don't know. How, what are your thoughts, Michael? I know you were my biggest opposition. You're my biggest op for making AKD a requirement for months. And yeah. you're the one who came out on top. So how are you feeling? <laughs> Slightly disappointed at your reaction. I, I, I was prepared. I was like mentally preparing for the fire this morning because i knew that we were going to talk about it um and <laughs> i'm even sorry to, i'm sorry like, to disappoint oh you know i'm sorry to sorry to disappoint if you guys really thought you were gonna get like oxy spitting fire for the next I hour i thought we were based on what you were saying in discord on wednesday like you changed your name to oxy mad about akd i mean like, yeah you- i am <laughs> i i'm don't get me wrong i'm still upset and i still stand by the idea that narratively making AKD a requirement would feel so much more satisfying. Yes, it would delay the gratification of a new region for new players, and it would delay the gratification of a new region for players who haven't done AKD, who maybe are in the mid-game and just, you know, I don't like doing quests for, you know, that group of player base, because there's quite a few of them. It would delay that a little bit, but I think the payoff that would come from that would be so much more satisfying. I might be in the minority because I'm a hoe for a good emotional story. Um, And I think that's what this is building to, right? We thought we hit the peak with AKD and then everything hit the shitter. It's like we got to the top of the mountain and pulled back the curtain and there's another mountain. And at the base of the mountain we're at is a dead king and no answers, right? Mm. So I was hoping for more as someone who really enjoys the stories of this game. I do stand by what I said. I also recognize I'm not blinded by emotions to understand why it wasn't a requirement. Like, yeah, because again, if you made Song of the Elves a requirement for a five-minute quest, that's dumb as shit, right? Yeah. I think the only the only point I would have to, to counter my own counterpoint is <laughs> AKD is not the end of that storyline. Dragon Slayer 2, right. Monkey Madness 2, Song of the Elves, they're all the final piece of those stories, right? Um, like, frankly, I thought, does Night at the Theater have a requirement? I know it has a <clears throat> combat suggestion, but I don't think it has a story. Requ- it actually does. It requires a taste of hope oh. to do a Night at the Theater. So, like, I don't know. It's been done before. I know one night at the theater. I know doing entry mode Tob and walking around Varrock are vastly different in terms of difficulty. I get that. I just also kind of think that because AKD is not the summation of the Karen storyline, that we probably could have had it as a requirement. 
I still stand by what I say in Discord. I'm just not as like uncontrollably mad about it. So, so my counterpoint and the thing that I want everybody to try and keep in mind, and this is what I've had to kind of remind myself too, is that what, and I guess I'll ask you if you can briefly answer for me. What is the point of a kingdom divided? What what are, what are you accomplishing in this quest? As like a TLDR, you're uncovering yeah. the corruption of the council, of the Karen council, which is like the main ruling body, and you're reunifying the five houses of Karen to all be ruled under a king, uh, kind of like in the way Zarek was a king um, for a while as well, right? Um, that is... That's the point, right? That's you dismantle it. the council and you put the new king in place. Right. So to have that quest be a requirement for a completely different land feels way, way off. Because what is the point of King Divided? It's talking about joining the five houses of Karend to unite under one king. You could take Varlamore completely out of a kingdom divided and the story would be intact. It feels like maybe it was a, a like a throwaway fact that, oh, there's people from Varlamore here. Now, the the king being assassinated with a Varlamore dagger is an important step. And I think you're right in the fact that this is just a a quest that will have a continuation later. Mm-hmm. And the Varlamorians will be uh the Varlamorians are going to be involved. Absolutely, they're going to be involved. Yeah. But the fact that there were people from Varlamore is a throwaway fact that so many people are like, they're focusing so hard on this. You could take all of that out. And a kingdom divided is about Karend. A kingdom divided is not about Varlamore. It's not about introducing the land of Varlamore. They just happen to be there. I, I, I feel strongly that if they do lock anything behind a king divided that it would be the city it would be bigger parts of varlamore but i think that the fact that they are sending delegates and there's people coming into varrock and wanting to to open the land it feels a lot more narratively accurate to how you introduce a land not take this quest that makes no sense to the story or like you take a quest that has like of the 100% of the quest, 0.5% is about Varlamore. And that's suddenly now a requirement to visit this land because there's like a throwaway part about Varlamore in the at the end of the quest. It doesn't make it doesn't make sense narratively. And to me, like the way they're doing it seems very accurate. Oh, I've boy, do I have a counter for you. You want to know another quest that has a throwaway line with like, and then this happens that could have been entirely ignored, but actually led to a pretty detrimental change to the story because they opted to go that way. Regicide. Regicide, Plague City, Biohazard. What do they have to do with? They have to do with East Ardoyan versus West Ardoyan. They have to do with the plague that is riddling the city. They have to do with the corruption in, in East Ardoyan because now, you know, Holy shit, there is no plague? Oh my god. I'll never forget that story beat. I was for I was unspoiled for that. That felt crazy. Oh my god, the plague is fake. That's wild. You know, and then you have to go to this new land that's like under this you have to get to this wacky little underground thing and then you have to go kill this other king and then 
we've stopped a war. We've stopped this fake plague. Everything is going to be all better. And then at the very end, we get this tiny little detail where this mysterious guy pops up and says, hey, read this letter. By the way, I'm a fucking elf. See you later. That, like, yes, it is the introduction of something new. Everything leading up to the finale of Regicide has nothing to do with the elves. Just as it came divided and everything leading up to it came divided has nothing to do with Varlamore. But when you're writing an ongoing story, when you're writing this ongoing epic, right? When you introduce new characters, whether they're antagonists or protagonists, sometimes they don't mean much at first. And I think this was the ticket into Varlamore. Just as, you know, Arianwin's appear as, what's is that Arianwin? Is that his name? The, the elf, the main elf guy? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Arianwin's appearance at the end of Regicide is your ticket into Letia, is your ticket into Prifdinis, more or less, right? Because once you introduce Arianwin with just like a brief little bit at the very end, the quest is not about elves, the quest is not about Zamorak, it's not about Seren. Suddenly, this little tiny bit, you get four additional quests that come from that, right? I think AKD could have done something very similar with Varlamore. And we've seen how it goes when they have little brief introductions and it goes very well. Like, you know, I'm trying to think at the in, oh God, is it Darkness of Hollowvale or is it Taste of Hope where they introduce the Draken family? It's one I of just those did those two. quests and it's like, they're all, they're all melding together i think it's a taste of hope yeah but like again there's vampires and vampires are bad like yeah obviously we don't want like vampires are bad but now suddenly these vampires have a name and now these vampires with a name are the main bad guys that we're gonna have to fight when lord of vampirium comes out we're going to have to fight lawernial dragon and that is i'm terrified that's going to be the hardest quest boss fight ever (laughs) like that could really be difficult um when that quest finally comes out, you know? So I don't think story-wise, the introduction of seemingly throwaway characters or seemingly throwaway factions means nothing to stories. I understand how it can make someone, I think Tiki DM me. He's like, does Varlamore not have boats? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, Varlamore can go to Mistelin on their own volition. I'm like, yeah, they can. They can do a lot of things. To me, it just didn't feel as satisfying to have it happen in that way so i understand what you're saying that the quest is not about varlamore and as such shouldn't be a requirement to get into varlamore my counterpoint is plague city up through um regicide has nothing to do with the elves and look at where that leads us you know i agree but i also think that they did the proper like they had the proper uh setup with you can get into ronwin but the city that everybody wants to go to requires song of the elves and that that quest is about like fighting seren and and at the end it's not even about i want to get into the city they're like you are a friend of the elves so now you can come in and it would make sense like if you if you go and you have access to varlamore through a children of the sun and suddenly you know they're opening it up to everyone right you can go into the land but since you uh, since you aided in like important people not getting killed, now you can you are the one who can enter the city, and you like have to maybe you know 
uh, like convince politically. That, what's the point of sending an envoy? Hey, to the land. I hey guys, know. you can go stand. Like imagine being like, hey, They're here's land. your visa. You can come into the United States of America, but if you set foot in New York City, you are screwed. You you have Ellis Island and the surrounding fields of the New York State, and not not New York cool. City. Like the the reason why the reason why Priff and Darkmire had requirements is because Priff and Darkmire did not exist before those quests came out. Yes, I know Priff was on the map since 2006. There was nothing there before those quests came out. So yes, the new quest unlocks these new cities with a whole bunch of stuff. But if you say, hey, everyone is welcome, but you can't come into our city, now you don't make any narrative sense. I think that's like, that is a common thing. Like, there's there's walls around cities for reasons. Not just because you have access to the land, it doesn't mean you're invited into the city. Uh huh. Just because you can go to Tehranwin doesn't mean you have access to. Okay, the narratively, when you first get to Tehranwin, you don't know elves exist. When you first get there for regicide, you're around the forest. You don't know elves exist, and then an elf shows up and is like, "By the way, it's way more fucked up than you think it is." When you first get to Darkmire, or when you first get to, to Mauritania, you have to go through a lot to even find out who the Drakens are to get to Darkmire. And you already have to explore the shittiest, shittiest navigation quest in the game with Darkness of Hollowvale to get through Mire Ditch. And you're aiding this organization the entire time. Like, I just, it doesn't, it doesn't make political sense for me. For a nation to come to another nation and say, hey, you're welcome with open arms, but only outside the city gate. That's uh, that. That's that not doesn't my make main a point, lick dude. of sense I'm, to me, dog. You're like unpacking that. That was just a throwaway line of like an example of something. I don't know. Like, I'm not writing these quests. Neither of us are. That said, Jake, if, if you it. want me on the story team, it is my dream to write fantasy stories. Um. I've been listening to, like I said, that world building podcast, the Atlas Loom. God, I want to run a, I want to run a campaign so bad because I do have so many story ideas. So Jagex, if you want someone else, mod Oxy, <laughs> mod B, whatever you want to call me, let me know. I can coordinate with you. I'll change my sleep schedule. I'll do it. I'm crazy. It'll be, it'll be <laughs> it's awesome. crazy. Um, I just think at the end of the day, we need to trust mod Ed, and we need to trust like the developers in the fact that like they're going to do this quest right, and they're going to do. The release of Varlamore just fine. Whether it includes a kingdom divided is not going to take away from the content that we get access to, and it will make sense. I I trust that it will make. I'm I'm sure sense. I'm sure it is going to make sense. I'm just saying for your point specifically, making the city barred off is is dumb at this point. It's open, open the whole thing. Maybe if you the wanted Coliseum to... is locked behind a kingdom divided. Maybe there's a quest to get into the Coliseum specifically. Maybe you can access parts of the city. Okay, but, but like again, but that... again, here's the thing: the Coliseum is not designed for players fresh off the boat. At the end of the day, you want to know what the Coliseum is there for? For the high level community to have something to bite right. into. And so that's what makes nobody cares. That's why, it, that's why having an experience quest be a prerequisite for another quest. Because like we said, we're not gonna make we're not gonna make a fetch quest have a kingdom divided be 
a requirement. So, but we had the theory, opportunity to. Is the point? I think theory, at this point, the cat's out of the bag. Open the open the damnation for people now. I think I came divided for the next story beat. Absolutely, you got to make it a requirement. You got to tie Children of the Sun and the Kingdom divided in together. Maybe you do yes. another quest following Children of the Sun when you first get there. Kind of like a you know. X marks the spot into client of Karend into some of the Karend house quests. Something along those lines where Children of the Sun has an immediate follow-up in Varlamore, and then that follow-up has to link with AKD. But in order to continue Zaya, AKD will need to be a requirement. But because the cat's out of the bag and we can just go to Varlamore, which again, prior to A Kingdom Divided, we didn't really know anything about they made the continent and then they made an expansion to the continent and then they put a little sign up that said tee coming soon tee and that sign didn't go away until 2023 and suddenly now you could just fucking go there for, for just to me i'm not narratively a huge fan of it i think now that it's open go into the city go into the fields do whatever you want. I'm going to have fun when Varlamore first comes out. I'm not downplaying. That's another thing. I don't want you guys to think that I'm not excited for the Varlamore expansion. Objectively, this shit's going to be awesome. We're getting so much new content coming with Varlamore. I'm stoked to try it all out. Whether it's the high-level Coliseum or the Perilous Moons or I might try the new... I mean, again, I'm still trying to max. So any new skilling method could actually be super cool to give it a shot, right? Um... Overall, I think Varlamore is going to be a great addition to the game. I don't want you guys to think that I'm not excited for it. And I don't want you guys to think that I'm not excited for the future of the Karen story. This particular miss, in my opinion, is not great. But I don't think the, the other solutions of locking the city... That's retroactively a terrible choice, Jagex. Please don't bar off parts of the city behind other quests once you've unlocked the nation. I think, personally... I disagree because I think that Varlamore as a an entire area expansion has enough to stand on that you could lock lock like the actual city behind a quest and it still be a great launch and it still be a good area for people to explore because like you can go to Varlamore and do perilous moons but maybe you don't have access to the city where the high level content is until you do another quest. That's my opinion. I I disagree with the fact that. I would be surprised, I guess, if they didn't lock parts of it behind quests that are more I, advanced. I would think they're more keen on locking Varlamore Part 2 behind a quest. If they're going to lock anything behind a quest, it's going to be Varlamore Part 2. And maybe that's... With, like, the Bard College and shit, yeah. and the, the addition of, like, the Stranglewood Mountains right there. That's going to be locked behind another quest. Surely that is quest locked behind something, right? Behind something of narrative substance. but. Now that it's open, the floodgates are open. Don't try to close them after the fact. Leave it open, and then when part two comes around, make it quest locked for bits of it. I'll make a bard college fetch quest. Make a story beat to make us go to the other part of Varlamore first. Obviously, from what we've seen from the tentative-looking maps of Varlamore part two, a lot of it looks like it's going to have to do with sailing. Even mm-hmm. Il Civis Fortis looks like there's a port designed for sailing in there. That's so cool. So we also have to consider, like, how are we looking? What's the new skill going to do to integrate to get into some of these quests? That's another thing we're not really taking into account. Um, so 
overall, Oxy is quite optimistic of the future of the the continent of Zaya. But man, was I... Now I'm just disappointed, but boy, was I pissed on Wednesday. <laughs> I'm not pissed off anymore, but I I don't know. I feel like it's a good place to, to leave it rather than keep like beating this dead horse. And maybe next time we talk, uh, getting closer to the actual release, and once the poll results have gone live, we can unpack some of the rewards that you'll see once Valamore does uh, finally get released. I have a question, though, for you. When do you think we're going to see Baltimore? Because I have a timeline in my mind. Mm, um, we're gonna. So, I mean, we're gonna like we're gonna see Baltimore. Like we're gonna get a glimpse of it uh, no, this weekend. Like, we're gonna the Saturday. So this episode, this episode comes out on Thursday, Saturday the twentieth at the Winter Summit. We're gonna see. They're gonna show Baltimore. They're gonna show gameplay I mean, footage of it. One hundred percent. We walk in. I mean, yes, see it. But like, when do you think we will be? When do you think we will have access? Honestly, enter Varlamore. Well, they delayed the poll. Um, so I would think the earliest is like January 31st. I think because if they if they didn't delay the poll and they just let it go live and, and do it as its thing, I think we could see it the Wednesday after the summer summit or the winter summit on the 24th because that is totally in line with Jagex's summits to be like, here's this awesome thing that you can interact with in just a few days. Like, that would be hype as shit. So I think as yeah. earliest we're going to get it is the very end of January at the absolute yeah. earliest. But I wouldn't be surprised if they pushed it to mid-February because I, at the end of the day, at this point with games, um, if it takes a little bit longer, so be it. Let it take a little bit longer. Please don't rush it out, which I know they're not doing. But if you need an extra week to make something not be a piece of shit on launch, take it. Take that extra week. So I think it's earliest to the end of January. What about you? So I think it's going to be like two weeks, two to three weeks, which is, again, close to the end of the month, like you said. What I was originally thinking was, sure, they'll, they'll do it like they did with Beneath Curse Sands and A Tomb of Masca, but I just Googled, I looked up on the wiki, the release dates for these. Uh, Beneath Curse Sands was in April. Yeah. And, and then the, quest, like the actual raid came out in august yeah Holy you smokes. and i you and i didn't do the quest when it came out remember because you and i waited until that's like, why the, the it was like a week before toa came out mike and i were like we should really we do should that quest, do shouldn't quest? we so we that's did it we tried I to do it without a guide was... like months months later gotcha. uh, so that's why it felt like it was released a week later yeah because you and i just waited so long because quest helper was already out remember because we got it stuck was. on we got stuck on that puzzle for the the scarabus room where you had to like yep. put the four different representations in the jars. It took Michael and I. We got stuck there for like an hour and a half. Yeah, and eventually we're like, dude, we got to do it. It's like midnight. We got to open quest helper. We can't do this. So. <laughs> okay, well that makes sense. I yeah, I was thinking that beneath Sands was like two to three weeks before the quest before the raid, but no, it's it was months. So yeah, I mean, just because they have children of the sun now it doesn't mean that it has to be soon but it still could be i would say two to three weeks maybe would, a month yeah at, like you said mid-february maybe march if they're really really behind on content but I, I don't think, think they are march is probably pushing into new updates i think march is pushing too far into like rat boss is gonna come out at some point they're probably gonna <laughs> announce 
I love me a little bit of speculation, Michael. So if you'll indulge me in a moment of speculation, what skilling update do you think they're going to drop on us this Saturday? Because in the past, like they've done, they've done forestry as like a big reveal out of summit before, yeah. which took, you know, a long time to get done. But like, uh, what do you think they're going to, they're going to push? Oh, skilling-wise? Do you think they're, do you think they're finally going to address the elephant in the room with mining? Do you think they're going to lay out a plan for how they're going to change mining in the next couple of months? Like, it's not going to be a quick change, obviously, but do you think that's what's coming for skilling? Or do you think they're going to address some of the other stuff they touched on with the rebalance blog? I would hope that they talk about rebalance. Because I think right now, mining is in a stable enough spot that we could have mining be the way it is for several more months. And, and nobody really, really care. Because with shooting stars the way they are, I think mining could be put on the back burner. I think people's, like, most... Like, I'm seeing a lot of gripe around agility right now. And, and, and then that may just be because leagues has ended and, you know, we had two months of bliss with Endless Run. And, and, and like, people are like, oh my gosh, Walkscape. But then to that point, like, that's how it's always been. So... You just need to not play RuneScape for a little while and you'll probably, you know, you'll recover. But, I don't know. It's It'd be interesting to see if there even is a skilling update. You know, that's, I, that's I think not they'll, a precedent. I only think they'll announce it because I, I went back to that Project Rebalance blog, the one that talks about the Scythe and the Fang, and they do mention Agility Slayer, Thieving, and Miscellaneous skilling tweaks, as well as like a whole section dedicated to mining. So yeah. I'm just interested what they're going to drop on us first. Um, I I think, you know, D4 Drake says agility and runecrafting suck still, even with Howl Sepulchre and Guardians of the Rift. I don't think that's entirely true. I think Guardians of the Rift and Howl Sepulchre have made enough of an active, engaged turnaround for both of those skills that they are not as bad as the original intended training methods are. Um... And I think they need to make changes to mining to make what exists for mining more accessible along those lines. Again, you know me, accessibility is not always the answer, but there are some pieces like we've discussed, and I think it's like like in this blog, like, let's get a Volcanic Mine Mass World going. Let's get multiple games yeah. going at one time. Let's make it so Volcanic Mine scales better. Let's make it so Volcano gets more XP. So I'm hoping those changes are what come first. Uh, new XP rates? I think I think if you change mining to be less miserable, you will see different XP rates. Um just like with Guardians of the Rift, like Guardians of the Rift is not game breaking XP. It's not nearly as much as lavas, but it's way faster than other methods. At least it feels like it because you're doing something. You're also compensated for doing it too. No one gives a shit about air runes when you're ninety-six runecrafting right but you're getting rewards you're getting collection log slots so i'm excited to see what they do with mining i don't think they're going to make like a mining todd <coughs> necessarily i mean but... it's vm but they just need to update vm instead of like I don't think focusing VM is on mining new todd. content it could really... be though it could be it could be it could that's could what be. i'm saying so yeah i i would think they talk about mining just because it's gotten so much attention in the last couple of months um and I think the tweaks with agility, like, 
I know Fear in the recording booth chat sent a gif of a cat throwing up because he's training agility right now for maxing. And I imagine if that's only the only thing you're training, it sucks because I'm only training mining and I'm having a horrible time. Um, but I think there's enough. Last thing, is there enough content for agility to justify it? There's rooftops. There's other various courses like Wilderness and Werewolf, and then there's Hollow Sepulcher. Am I missing anything else for agility training? I think um, Penguin. Oh yeah, Penguin's not bad for the pet. Werewolf. I but, think like even those are dead content. Not really. Penguin's got a really good pet rate. People do. I, I don't pet know. If werewolf is worth it, but pet. It's not but good penguin, for training though. Uh yeah, it's not great. There's monkey agility. There's Brimhaven agility arena. I think agility just feels bad. Like you're only doing it because you have to in most cases like i i saw on 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 reddit recent i've been on reddit a lot this week so like because i was trying to see if anybody was talking about akd not being more tied into varlamore and like nobody's talking about it not that i've seen on reddit any mm-hmm. like major conversations and maybe because of that i'm an outlier who knows but yeah, there's not a bunch of outrage like I thought there would be based on Oxy's reaction. <laughs> but one post I did see caught my attention. It was saying that agility needs, and, and I, this is going to probably sound pretty insane that I agree with this. Agility needs the same treatment that firemaking got. Firemaking got an extremely chill method that get, that garners a lot of XP per hour because it's useless. Agility at the end of the day, once you get to a certain level, it's pretty useless. Once you have graceful, once you have stamina potions, once you hit like 80 something agility, you don't really need 99. And so to have it be such a gate kept, not even gate kept, have it be such a miserable training experience for minimal gain is, is quite, is quite bad. Um, so the, the person was talking about just like, just make it fast because nobody likes training it anyway. So what's the point in keeping it such a miserable skill? At least with runecrafting, you have a money-making method that is tied to your level. Uh, and so, you know, it, it, it kind of makes sense that it would be sort of uh, hard to train. So that money-making method doesn't get devalued. But again, agility is just useless. Yeah, and I think that having it be reworked to make it a faster skill, a lot of people would be for that. Yeah, I'm. I'm not opposed to making it. I mean, you know me. I'm opposed to making it like Winter Todd level fast, but we could up the XP per hour by like 10k per course. That'd be fantastic. Um, I think a, a, a the solution I would prefer is just to make agility more useful. There's a big call to remove run energy because people have <laughs> kind of suggested that like run energy is a very outdated mechanic it really is and i don't know if i agree or disagree with that because the only thing i'm thinking of is like run energy is important in some instances right like run energy if you didn't have salts run energy you couldn't butterfly at aka which i don't i don't understand was not an intended method people just found that out you know without a stamina potion you know you have to manage run energy at like bloat, for example. You have to manage run energy at Verzik, for example. Like I don't when you do solo chambers, you have to manage run energy. So I think because it's in the game, players have found ways to work around it. Um, but I don't think it is a very big gameplay bit. But Tiki does say if you remove run energy, you invalidate all of rooftop agility. 
I don't know if oh, you invalidate rooftop, so agility, but but here's the question: <laughs> like, you like, what do you? What, how else do you train agility? I think rooftops you, are a an, perfect training method, but you would certainly take away the reward of graceful having any use at all in the game. And then what do you do? Remove graceful. Graceful. How do you? How do you remove the graceful set? Right. Like, how do you remove all that? All that stuff. You know, stamina potions also don't have a value anymore. So then. What do you do with the Ring of Endurance, which is the main reward from Hollow Sepulchre? I'm saying you take if, away one thing and the entire scope crumbles. So I don't know if removing run energy is the best choice right now. I think a better choice would be let's make agility's impact on run energy so much more than what it is. Because so the way as I as far as I understand it, right? At zero agility, your run energy drains really quick. The more your level increases, the slower your run energy drains. 25, I think, is the first big one. 50 is a huge jump. And then 70, you go up a little bit. And then from 70 to 99, you plateau. I think what would be much better is if once you got to 70, every level made it so your stamina, you just, you're fast as fuck, boy. You're not running, losing run energy at all. I think with higher agility levels could unlock the potential to rest, right? Here, congratulations. Here's 80 agility. Now you have the ability to rest where you can just like rapidly regain run energy. Sit down. They have it in RS3. Do a little halo shield recharge. And then boom, your run energy is back. And you can get back to doing whatever you're doing. Maybe restrict it in some parts of combat. Maybe don't. Who knows? Maybe make that part of combat now where you have to rest in the middle of a fight or maybe you can't rest in combat who knows make uh like yes i wouldn't be opposed to like i said 10 or 15k per hour extra at courses because it is miserable but i think much like mining it's miserable because there's no point there's no reward at the end which is why fire making got the treatment that it did right and I think instead of making it a 200k per hour skill to train, let's make agility really rewarding. Let's add like 500 more shortcuts. 500's a lot, but like, let's make a lot of shortcuts in the game that require, I think we really start to fall off of shortcuts at like 85, I think. Like if we look at, if we look at shortcuts, they're pretty thorough up until about 85. No, they're thorough up until 90. Like every level is a shortcut. Let's make the higher level, the higher levels of agility worth something. You get to access an area quicker. I don't know an example of this. Maybe this could play into Varlamore. Maybe this could play into reworks of areas. Um, let's add more shortcuts. Let's add more permanent shortcuts so you don't have to like bring a rope to every time. You know, let's maybe at 90 agility, you can jump so far because again, it's a fantasy game. You can jump so far that you no longer need a grappling hook. You can just like jump on top of a wall because your yeah. character, or you can parkour up there because you run on rooftops all day long. You have 96 agility. You can do that, you know? Um, I think there's a lot of room to make agility more enjoyable. And I think you're right. Taking away run energy would really fuck up the program right now. They could slowly remove it over time, but I think overall it's not the best to remove it immediately. Um, they just got to make agility. They got to make agility again. Once you hit 70, every level after 70, you're not running out of energy at all. Like at 99 agility, 
you should only have to take a sip of stamina like at Zuck. Like you should not have infinite, but you should be able to run pretty goddamn far with 99 agility. Yeah. Then there's like the whole weight issue of like, how do you play like the weight mechanic? They might have to change that a little bit too. Um, I'm interested to see what they do for skilling, but I would think it's going to be mining or agility. And I think they make them more useful as opposed to just like buffing the XP rates. But that's what I hope anyways. Fair points. The two things that I would change if I had the control to change agility, don't remove run energy. Cause like, like I said, the whole skill would just crumble and you would just need to remove the skill at that point. Yeah. yeah there's, there's no run energy. There's genuinely there's no, no point. So <laughs> two things they could do is truly make encumbrance a thing. Like, in other games, you have unlimited run until you hit a certain point with your weight, and then you're forced to walk unless you drop things. So they could make encumbrance a true mechanic to where at, at, up into a certain weight, you can have infinite run. You can run however you want. And then they balance gear weight to make it so if you want the best in slot or if you want the best method available you have to take stamina potions because now your run energy is draining. Not that you're forced to walk. It already does kind of Until you do hit that. a certain weight, it kind of does that. Like, yeah, but like no. Torva is heavy. Like if you look at like a max chambers setup with Torva and Shadow and all that stuff, like it like you're like a <clears throat> over 65 kg. 65 is the cap. So it, like if you fill your inventory with like anchors and kegs and shit and you have like a 500 kilogram character, uh 65 kg is when the game caps out is like you are the heaviest you can be mm-hmm. um so it already kind of does do that um but what but i'm it's saying not as dramatic yeah you know what i'm saying is make it more dramatic so like if you run around varrock and you have no clothes on and there's nothing in your inventory there should be no reason if i were to change it there would be no reason that your run energy should drain you should be able to run at a leisurely pace as a adventurer um and maybe that would start at like like you said like 25 agility the 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 nitty-gritty is not what i'm trying to get into um but either make it to where true encumbrance is where you at a certain point you you would start your energy would drain like it does now or make it to where only certain content has some sort of effect to where now you need to have a stamina you know what i mean like maybe in cities there's like a magical aura that everybody just that sounds like a unique raid or dungeon or boss encounter like there are magical pieces maybe that's something they add for the the coliseum like there's a debuff where like the heavier your character is the slower you move so now instead of moving two tiles every tick you move one tile every tick or you move one tile every two ticks because you're so heavy so then Mm -hmm. like you have to balance like that could be really cool for new content where like then you have to balance like the weight of gear and like does the weight versus the max hit play out which right. results in the here's the issue with this you it's magic you take magic because ancestral yeah. weighs nothing and a shadow weighs nothing and you just take <laughs> magic and you just nuke everything so you, well, make, you could a, make stuff resistant to magic you can make it to resistant not- is a strong word when using a shadow resistant is like that's cute lobster and then it's dead you know like (laughs) like. there are certain monsters that have overheads so like they could have a prayer overhead with magic and just like 
now you it's not effective you know yeah. and then there's certain items that take away overhead so that that could be a way to circumvent it hit him with the agility needs to be, <laughs> yeah <laughs> agility needs to be reworked and i don't have the answer for it we're not you know it's above my pay grade as they say um but i think anything other than what we have now would be an improvement to the skill um tiki mentioned earlier in the recording of the chat i'd like to see no run energy at 99 as somebody who has 99 on their main and is maxed and wears a max cape pretty much everywhere you don't really notice even without like full graceful you don't really notice your run energy at least not me Mm. i'm not doing a ton of like crazy methods or crazy things that require it but just like walking around the game there's a massive difference between a maxed main and a mid-game Iron Man when doing quests and when just interacting with the game, you kind of don't notice it. But mid-game, early game, it just sucks. Like it would pretty much, if I didn't know stamina's existed, I, I don't know that I would have fun playing this game. Like if I didn't know Graceful existed, because these things are not, they're not like intuitive. It's not intuitive that you would think, oh, I need a set, an armor set or a piece of clothing to reduce my weight or I need to have a potion that reduces my run energy drain. Maybe that could oh. be a good topic for an episode in the future. What should the passive effects of 99s be? What like if, if oh, we gosh, gave, we could get into that. If we gave That'd 23 skills at 99 passive effects. We're not going to do that right now cuz we'll be here for 6 hours. We should like, do that on our extra episode. Our Patreon episode. Do we we don't do Patreon episodes anymore? We do Patreon live streams. I'm saying talk about it on our live stream. No, we're making s'mores. What are you talking about? I, that that's too good <laughs> to lock behind Patreon. I want that okay. to be main title content. That's good because we could make like, God, there's so much stuff you could do. Like, ooh, because like some of them already have decent perks, like the Slayer Kate proc. I don't know. Maybe at 99 Slayer, they just let you choose your task. Ooh. That's the, that is that cool. too OP? Think consider that for a bit. I don't think it is. Is that too but OP? We should Anyways. save that conversation for I, two weeks from now in, or three weeks we from will. now. Whatever. We'll save we'll save that for an episode here in the future. Um, it seems like though we've we've done our fair bit of speculating. We've done our fair bit of complaining. You've gotten everything you come everything you intended from an episode of XP waste. You have received. You have received oxy complaining. Michael countering Oxy's complaining. Um, you've gotten wild speculations that may or may not pan out, and you've got an inevitable reaction coming up this Saturday where Oxy and Michael go, damn, we really did miss the mark, didn't we? Because um, that's what happens every time the Summer Summit comes out. We expect one thing, and we just get hit out of left field because Michael and I really aren't that good at predicting what's coming. Uh, we're going to head off to a little bit of a commercial break. Um So please enjoy this likely reused commercial and we'll catch you guys in a little bit. Ahoy there, citizens of Gilinor. My name is Captain Murphy and I'm on the hunt for semen. I need the hardiest semen around, the best in all of Gilinor. What am I going to do with all these semen, you ask? I'm going to take them out of my world-famous fishing trawler. Here at Captain Murphy's Fish and Trawler, we're going out to sea for a juicy bounty that only the open ocean can provide us. The seas at Gillinor are perilous, 
So grab your rod with both hands and fill your matey's holes with that sticky hot tar. Yarg. The journey across the open ocean will be long and hard, but incredibly rewarding. You'll be coming home with enough fish to fill your sack for the next week. And, if the luck of the sea be upon you, you might even leave with another man's soggy trousers. Yarg. Bring you and all your salty sea dogs down to Port Kezard and sign up to take a trip out on Captain Murphy's fishing trawler. Be the seaman you were meant to be. Yarg. I hope you enjoyed that commercial because I know that I sure did. It's it's time. It's the time that everybody loves. It's Patreon time. It's where we shout out our patrons, the lovely folks who support us at the King Black Dragon tier and the brand new uh, folks who join the Wise Old Man tier. You get one shout out. Everybody gets one now from Wise Old Man. And this week we have Zward Wolf. You get your one. Thank you for your support at the Wise Old Man tier. Join us in the recording booth chat sometime. We'd love to have you. Because that is, without question, the best, uh, the best perk probably of our Patreon in total of that uh, of that tier is the recording booth chat. But thank you to the wise old men. You guys are on screen right now. You probably have been on screen because Michael's much better at remembering that than I am. Um, I I wish I was editing because I would have done like a little flash there to make to see Michael make this like really funny face that he does all the time. <laughs> when wise old man's on screen and he makes a dumb face, I'll always cut it. So you guys can see the dumb faces he makes. Um, I cut it too, but not that time. Not that time. You missed the you missed the face. But thank you to the wise old men. Um, it is time to thank our our biggest tier of supporter, though. That's our King Black Dragon tier, folks. So starting us off with the KBD tier, huge shout out to Apathy, aka German Cat Guy, Boston, Broic Seventy, My Dad, Hi Dad, Clapscape, Cloud Kicker, Damon S. Dicky Bird, aka Alex Anchor, aka Dicky Bird, who changed his name back to Dicky Bird, Hell Elite yeah. Oreo Dunker, EXP Enjoyer, Fire Thread, Gumby, my boy HMZ Bot, MT Birchfield, Oxy Stomping Satan 666. What a guy. <laughs> uh, so I have been calling you Prof Slayer in my head for like a year. Is it the full professor? Is it the full legal professor slayer title? Is that what you would like to be called? Because huh. I have been saying Prof Slayer in my head, and Prof Slayer is also not your Discord name. I'm speaking to you directly as like, what what, what would you like to be called? Because if it's Professor Slayer, I'm fine with that. But in my brain, it's been Prof Slayer, and I don't know if that's correct. Anyways, moving on, our third favorite Patreon supporter, Ralph, Rylithian, Soggy Waffles, Seppy J, Seth Shep, Sparky Life, the Big G Jordy, the Crayola Tallymorn, and every week he does not fail to disappoint. Verzix Swole Bussy. That is a name <laughs> I had to say out loud. So, <laughs> hell yeah. We're, mm, Verzix, that, all I got to say is there might be something under there for me, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Thank you so much to the folks in the KBD tier. Your support is fantastic. Like Michael and I said, it's going to help us go to RuneFest in the, in the fall so we can see all you guys in person. Um, that's another episode we want to do soon is how to plan for RuneFest. If you've never traveled internationally before, 
how to plan for an international trip, what the best ways to fly cheaply are if you don't need to fly cheap, some good options that like, because money is subjective to everybody, right? Like for me, what I could find expensive is just a Tuesday for somebody else or vice versa, right? So finding ways, like even if you're on the higher end or the lower end, how can you get to RuneFest and what's the best way to travel there? Because Michael and I have done our research and we're going to continue to do more research. And once we kind of lock in what we're doing, we'll give you guys a bit of an outline. It will mostly be directed for our North American audience, though we'll try to throw some tidbits in for folks uh, both in Australia and in Europe, though, considering we don't live in either one of those places or probably not going to be as helpful. But that's an episode that'll be coming your way hopefully soon. But as I said, Patrons, you guys are going to help out with that. If you want to support at any tier for as low as $0 a month, follow us on Patreon, pay us a dollar for a gnome child tier, do whatever you guys want to do. Shout out to the gnome children, by the way. Um, head over to patreon.com forward slash XP waste to support to whatever your heart's content is. We appreciate all of you guys, you know, even the ones who just follow us for free. We do like, I love seeing the new names pop up. So we do appreciate you guys. Um, yeah, I'm going to stop promoting now and I'm going to send it over to Michael who is going to hit us with the question from the community that has been answered by the community. Wow. What a tee up. I know I'm pretty, that's why I'm here. I'm a professional. I'm pretty awesome. What can I say? Wow. I have, uh, I have five grapes left. I didn't make it through my bowl of grapes. Before you gotta you just finish like your Patreon. Shotgun them. One second. I don't know. Okay. Oh baby, listen to that crunch. Listen to that crunch. I can hear it on Discord. Oh baby, that means I know the microphone's picking that bitch up. Oh baby. That's gonna be this is gonna be the cold opener of the year. Michael choking to death on grapes <laughs> to start the episode. <laughs> no, don't make me laugh. All right, grapes are gone. Ugh, it's community question time. I chomped down on five grapes all at once, and just like my mouth is full of grape liquid, and then you <laughs> almost spit it all over my desk that, i think if that's not the cold opener you should spit the grape juice over your desk just to make it a cold opener oh. that's that's fantastic anyway it's community question time i do have one thing to add about patreon uh and it's that the best value of the 25 dollar tier is the fact that you can change your name to whatever you want and we'll most likely read it like there's there's very few things that you why could change you your name giving, to that we wouldn't read. Giving people that opportunity to make us read the most heinous of things. Listen, if it's racist, sexist, homophobic, whatever, we're not reading it. Screw you. We don't want your money. But if it's funny, like Verzix swole bussy, hell yeah. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> Bring it on. We're gonna, we're gonna get someone who's like, you know. Oxy wants to suck Maiden's toes. That's going to be someone's name. And I'm going to have to read that shit out loud. And I'm going to have to go, oh, thank you to you. 
God. <laughs> we never figured out who Mrs. Oxy was. I think that's the funny. No, part. we never did. We never figured out who Clapscape in the recording booth chat, who's also a member of the 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 King Black Dragons here, said Neve's sweaty socks. And I'm totally rethinking this KBD shout out thing now. <laughs> I think we might be done. But the KBD team might just get deleted at this point. <laughs> I'm not sure if we're going to continue that. <laughs> anyway, thank you to our patrons. Um, next up, we have the community question. This is going to be a shorter one just because there's only six responses on Spotify. Yeah, you guys uh, so, really have taken a pretty chill start of the year. Yeah, you know, we're, yeah. it's fine. It's good. It's okay. We'll get through it. Uh, starting us out, we asked you last week, what is your prediction for the next league? Uh, Swole says, Leagues 5, your favorite OSRS game, but fast. I Yeah, absolutely. I think Could that's you imagine a if it was just like, <clears throat> like, yes, every, it's fast, but like in like the most wacky way possible. Like you walk and every tile, it's five tiles per tick walking speed. It's like, no, like, like you're around the, the map, like super quick. Um, there's no option for dialogue reads. Just like there's no more dialogue. You just like open a shop. There's no option to talk to anyone anymore. There's oh no goodness. option to have conversations because it's fast. We don't talk. We're fast. And then skills. Interesting. Skills train. There's a there's a game mode in Melvor Idol for their birthday this past year where it was a combat only simulator uh, and you attacked every point one second. Whoa. It was fast as shit. And the enemies attacked. The enemies attacked in like 30 second intervals. So you had a lot of time to try to hit them. But the enemies were like insta kills. Like if you did not kill the enemy in 30 seconds, you were dead. Because you only had one oh. hit point. Oh. And you were doing like machine gunning them. Uh so maybe it could be something like that for like a little bit of a I don't know. I don't know how you make a whole league out of that, but that could be fun to see in RuneScape. I could dig it fast um next up we have alex who says would love to see them do shattered relics too uh taking what they learned so far to improve it just finished listening to your recap of that and didn't get to play it but it seemed like it would be fun honestly they did it well with uh trailblazer reloaded where they took all of the good parts of the of the league and improved on them so if you take all of the good things about shattered relics maybe in two years after they do Twisted League 2, because I'm hoping it's Twisted League 2 is what I'm saying. Um, you know, you take all the good things about Shadow Relics with feedback and with new mechanics and a new skill and a new area, and you just make it better. I can't wait to see Leagues with Sailing. That's going to be so cool. Maybe it'll be Leagues 5 wet. You'll only be on a boat. Oh, You'll start on a boat. <laughs> Sailing's the only skill you can train for the first day. Uh, Mockat says... I think I've said it before, but I'd love to see leagues to be like Melvor Idol's adventure mode. Skills unlocked. Skills are locked until they're unlocked, probably by points, and skills limited to your combat level. Interesting. I've not played the adventure mode, so I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. It's, the adventure mode is very similar to what Shattered Dogs was supposed to be, but I think with the added, like, added difficulty of you have to hit certain combat thresholds to be able to unlock certain skills. So, oh. like, if you, if a hundred combat unlocks the Slayer skill, but you also need like a renown type currency to unlock it, kind of thing. Gotcha. Which like could be fun, but the issue is 
does that scare too many casual players away? That would be my only concern. But yeah, if you make leagues too hard and you like put too many restrictions on the actual gameplay, then it's like this doesn't feel like a league. It will feel yeah. like a league, but you'll just lose. Like you're not going to hit two hundred thousand players in a day like they're hoping for. True, but. true, true. true. Uh, Moist Sean says, hopefully we get a new league. A repeated league wouldn't look good for Jagex, so a new league would be fun. P.S. Roasted broccoli with olive oil, garlic, sea salt, and rosemary is perfection. Oh, what a man. <laughs> what a man. I need to, I need to make more vegetables. Um, I tried my hand at asparagus on New Year's Eve. And it didn't go well because I just like, it flopped. It wasn't like, it wasn't crispy anymore. I don't know. The what secret I, I found to it. making it crispy is to really, really season it. Salt, pepper, all sorts of herbs. And those things kind of, in my experience, crust over the asparagus. Oh. And that's what helps the soft asparagus have a little bit of crunch to them. I don't love my asparagus to be super firm. So I prefer it to be a little, little soft. Oh, I'm talking, dude. This is like. It was yeah. Like, Okay, you like I think it's it what happens you, like, when they you pick it up in the middle and it just it, yeah. Folds I think it's what hap- yeah. I think <clears throat> it's what happens when you cook them. Maybe I've just been eating like semi raw asparagus, where like you pick it up and it only bends a little bit. I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, could be, but well, there's one last uh, one last response here, and it is from Green Satan Bot six six six. Why is he green now? I don't know. <laughs> Um, I'm hoping to get a new type of game mode or maybe a different way to unlock your powerful upgrades. Hell yeah. Um, we did have one entry here that's not related to the, the actual like community question, but they said, uh, in response to me talking about the fun question last week, they said, instead of doing a fun question, you guys could do a trivia segment where you pull someone from the recording booth chat and they get a chance at winning something random, like monkey nuts. Huh. We'd have the to fun review the, we'd have to review the RWT rules, but that could be fun for a special episode yeah, because it's there's a really weird stipulation, I'm pretty sure, with like the exchange of RuneScape goods for IRL services or money mm. is yep. is considered real world trading. Real world trading. Yep. Even if it's st- Stupid, like monkey nuts for being able to answer, you know, what was the first quest added in old school RuneScape? Like, unless it's between friends. Unless it's for the spirit of friendship, which is <laughs> also <laughs> dumb as shit. God, that that episode that's, is like three years old. That's when a, we did the research for that. It's a callback, man. That really is. A, you, you've been been around there for a while. Uh. I don't think it's a bad idea. Clapscape was the one who suggested it. I don't think it's a bad idea. I think it could make for a really fun event episode. Maybe Michael and I get, oh, get is that progressively Clapscape? progressively more drunk and then invite people on to answer trivia questions. And then they win just the stupidest awards ever. That said, I think we still would have to look into what is like what is the threshold for RWT? If I give you 69 monkey nuts for answering a question correctly on the show that I'm broadcasting, is that going to get me in trouble? Probably not, but I want to do the research to make sure because let me tell you, this show will hit the ground fast if I get banned. Um, <laughs> so I think it's it's good. I I think it, it could be real good for a community fun episode. Maybe like episode 150 or something. 
we we break out the hey. Michael and Oxy are drunk as shit. Let's get the community community trivia going. You just got ninety three mining. Congrats. I did. Yeah. By the way, we were just we were just chatting. So yeah, ninety three mining only. Oh, five million XP to go. The M in Oxy M stands for mining. That's fun. Uh, so Brett, yes, that was uh, Clapscape that had suggested the uh, the trivia question. I think the fun question is here to stay. I think we just need to get more creative, um, and I need to stop bitching about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or we need you guys to send us more postcards because, like, I have I'll move my head. I have nearly half of this corkboard still with space available. It's only half full. And an appeal box that is continually empty. It two three seven six folks. Pennies. Two three seven six folks. PO box new, two three seven six. Keller Texas seven six two four. comes out two three Hell seven yeah. six. Uh, Clapscape says, "Why don't you plug the PO in, in episodes?" I feel like we do. Do we not? Maybe not eh. enough. I'm gonna I start it out. I'm gonna start when it's my out. outro, I'm really bad at plugging the PO box because the PO box is is like a is more of an enigma. It's more of a concept to me because it's <laughs> I, I can't go check it. Like it's Didn't in. We, go, I, we when went when we Texas. had the old PO box. We did. Yeah, you and I cause, went because I was there with you. But like yeah. I can't like run down to the post and see like oh guys we got a new postcard like. We should open a post a PO box near you. No, that way we don't want to do that because Oxy will just forget. Okay, well, okay. Um, (laughs) Unless the people really, really, really want that. Unless people really want that, it could be fun. We'll 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 add it as a poll for this episode. Should we give Oxy a PO box? Oh God. Um, To continue this section, we do have replies on our YouTube channel for the same question: uh, What is your prediction for the next league? Um, Yasser says next league might be a generate task type league. Uh, would be nice to have a task generated for you instead of staring at a giant list and not knowing where to start. Also, why not bronze man mode? Who said leagues has to be Iron Man forever? That would actually be kind of interesting. The more you, the more you think about it, like there is things on the GE, but it's just people's like extras that they got. Mm. Like if you get a dupe Tebow. Now you set the price because everybody else who has a Tebow, wait, you'd have to get the Tebow first. So like, I guess dupes wouldn't be that great for like mega rares, mm-hmm. but for supplies and stuff, that would be kind of hell. That'd be kind of good. Not that you need them. Relics make things. Anyway, we're not diving into that right now. Bronze man mode would be interesting. <laughs> and the last reply for this week's community question, Zword Wolf. Zword Wolf says. I think a league where you can choose to follow one of the RuneScape gods and get a buff that unlocks according to the god you choose. Also a pretty neat idea. That sets also up a like, neat idea. That could set up like basically what is essentially a paladin or an oathbreaker paladin. Yeah. Style of gameplay. That really could bring the RPG bit of our MMORPG. It could bring out so many like Oh, that could be stupid. That could be so stupid fun, depending on how they did it. It'd be a really weird take for RuneScape, but they could make it fun. I saw someone suggest, I think it may have been in in Discord or in the CC, that like you align with a god, and 
every god has a counter. So, like, for example, if you choose Sarah Doman, you get extra damage against Zamorakian enemies, but you cannot kill Sarah Doman enemies. So you have to choose, like, who you're fighting against, you know? And, like, what content you more or less cannot do. So, like, if you side with Zaros, you can't get Torva. Because you can't kill next. Yeah. I think right? it'd be cool to have, like, you're locked to the regions of those gods. Or, like, the regions that those gods are are influenced with. So, like, poor, I know poor that Dominant is... Just yeah, just Toronto. <laughs> just said Toronto the whole time. <laughs> um, that's going to do it for this community question, guys. Thank you so much for answering it. If you want to answer this week's question, it's going to be a little off the wall, but you'll understand next week. What is your dream vacation destination? You can answer that on the community question section on Spotify or the pin comment of this YouTube video. If you're on YouTube, I say that every week, like assuming that people on Spotify are going to be offended. Like oh, I'm not on YouTube. Anyway, <laughs> I was uh I was out last night and the person I was out with uh didn't know Spotify had like videos. They're a big podcast oh. listener and they're like they just didn't know you could like do videos with it. So I I pulled up uh a, like XP waste and then call her daddy. Both have videos that you nice. can watch. So I pulled like both of those up. I'm like, "Yeah, you just it just shows up. You can turn it off if you don't want to watch the video." And you could also lock your phone, unlike YouTube. I think I don't know if that's a Spotify Premium thing or not, but you know it's possible. So you could be watching us on Spotify if you really want to, but you know, well, it's the comment part. Um, yeah, it's the comment of this YouTube video. Like, I, I get want people it. To know, I, I want get it. To know, you know, but like, well, actually, it's your turn. Um, wow. Now it's time for my most handsomest co-host wow. um, we had a handsomer co- co-host but i think oxy and him they uh they fought to the death and oxy won yeah a long time ago long time this is before suck it experience. suck it team i held a competition <laughs> for the most handsome person in the entire world to be my co-host and i i chose oxy yeah you're goddamn right anyways <laughs> it's time for achievement of the week thankfully this week there are more achievements so i don't feel like i missed anything like i did last week so we're looking pretty good this week for achievements. So taking things off, we only have one in miscellaneous. Ice Nine Chills got their first quest cape, which, Ooh. hell yeah. We love a good quest cape around here. Moving into the combat section of Achievement of the Week. Um, Ice Nine Chills, another appearance. The back-to-back today, as a matter of fact, cracking off a double-double with his first ever gauntlet kill. He's not the only one with a first this week um, in the killing category. Uh, Voltoro also killed Zalra for the first time. I have a question. Was, was Ice Nine's quest cape end on Song of the Elves? I'm not sure. I don't remember. It's interesting to think like they finished Song of the Elves, got the quest cape, and immediately went to the Corrupted Gauntlet. It was just regular. Or is it a regular? Oh, yeah. regular. Okay. That's cool. So you have to do regular on before you do corrupted as is. Either way, though, still awesome. We have some more combat achievements and the actual combat achievement bit of the combat whatever platypus 4 got the hard combat achievements done so shout out to you for the red and black iud the infinite teleports to god wars that's always gonna be a good time both green ben and Airmid or yuggerl the amount of times i've spoken to this man in vc and don't know how to say the second half of his name because i know like it's not juggerl that's that's the english way to say it is it Yuggerl? 
I don't know. Correct me somehow. Not your girl, right? Unless it is your girl, then let me know. Let your girl know. Um, but yeah, uh, let me know how to pronounce that name and whether or not you want Aramid or the other name to be your actual name. Because again, I've, I've like hung out with you before and I, I don't know which you prefer. So please correct me on that. But you both got your Missouri kits. So congratulations to the both of you guys for doing that. Um, backpack, good. Golden black backpack, good. Finally, we do have one final achievement in the combat section. Strom uh, got his first Infernal Cape. Ooh. Congratulations to you, Strom. You can play the game again. You can have it. I don't know how many attempts it took you, um, <clears throat> but you can enjoy it now. You don't. You, you got nothing left to prove, as I always like to say. Congratulations. Wrapping up this here Achievement of the Week with the skilling category, the biggest one this week, as it almost always is. People do like to skill around here. Kicking us off, we have Wheat Toast achieving 99 hit points. Oracle Angel achieved their first 99 with 99 strength. Seppi J also got their first 99 with 99 cooking. This guy's Discord name is is the LX Ack from a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago. I don't know if you remember. Uh, I still don't know how to say his name, but he changed his Discord name to Daddy. And I'm going to stick with that. I just needed to make a little note that it wasn't totally out of context. So daddy achieved 99 farming. Uh, <laughs> Russ of fury achieved 99 wood cutting. Again, another man cruising his way to max sparky life achieved 99 crafting Spari achieved 99 hunter. And I'm very disappointed in Spari because the screenshot was real runescape. And I was so hoping it was just going to be totally black with the little like squares for herbivore. Yeah. I was so hoping yeah. that was going to be the 99 screenshot, but Missed he got it. And, and the, and the, the journey to max continues for, for our boy Spari, Mr. Gekuzi, a name I've never seen before, but like quite a bit got 99 range. Iron Kai said, I'm not going to get one 99. I'm going to get five and set the record this week for the amount of 99s. He got 99 fletching, fire making, cooking, herb lore, and crafting all done at the same time. So hella fireworks for that man. Toaster Bath achieved 99 Slayer with only six skills to go until max. Purple Knight achieved 99 cooking on the UIM, which I don't know how difficult that is compared to a main, but anything on a UIM is always a lot harder. I think he said it was like 65 to 99 at the mess hall in, in Hosidius. Jesus. Or God. something crazy. Like that's crusty. It was it was barely any XP all the way to 13 million at the mess hall. That is called rusty. Yeah. But it took him months. Months instead of days. <laughs> Niall Yer? Niall Yer 96? Uh I think I'm saying your name right. I'm not sure. You got 99 mining. I envy you because you're done. You don't have to do this anymore, but I do. And finally, the last 99 we have this week, Dr. R2-D2, uh, Doc Hart's younger brother, who, unlike Doc Hart, might actually be an actual doctor, got 99 strength with his first 99 ever. We do have some total levels to wrap up this achievement of the week. Steppy J, in addition to his first 99, got 2K total level. Forsaken 5 or Forsaken V or Forsaken 6, depending on where you see him, um, he got 2,100 total level. And then Suffix, Isaac, got 2,200 total level. Folks do be cruising with their total levels. I'm still myself sitting at 2,197. And I'm like, oh my God, why is it taking so long? It's because I'm training mining. 
and I won't get 2K total for like another month, but or 2200 for another month. But that wraps up Achievement of the Week. If you did something awesome and you want to show us that awesome thing that you did, head over to our Discord, discord.gg forward slash OSRSTNL. Post about any range of achievements that you guys have. As we always say, whether it's base 40s, Infernal Max Cape, we don't care. We want to see the cool stuff you guys are doing because we like engaging with the community in that way. We also have a lot of other fun stuff in the Discord as well. Michael just opened up a GE flipping channel, which people have been using quite a bit. Um, People seem to be quite big fans of the flipping channel. Uh, so go check that out. Do you know what our counting channel is up to? Uh, I have stopped paying attention to the counting channel. What is it up to? 1,119. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, it's, no, 1,117. Nice. It's a lot. We're getting quite a quite a bit. So go check go check all the channels out have a good time enjoy yourself obviously vcs are always going up i can tell you right now the vcs are kind of active today it's a sunday so it's pretty slow but you know usually there's people always hanging out so come by we'd love to have you i'm going to swing it over now to michael for the final segment of the show that we did not get rid of um <laughs> and that is the fun question so michael my friend do you have a fun question for us this week I do. I'm looking at Discord like I'm going to read. I'm not. I'm pulling this straight from. This is off the dome. This is oh, oh, off the dome. Classic, we haven't had one of these in a while. This is classic off the dome fun question. Okay. Did you so see that people in our chat were like, I love you guys, but you would not be able to last an hour against yes, goblin versions I of yourself. I love that. that. There's like a whole paragraph critiquing. Like, I love that so much. I'm like, hell yeah. You listen and aid, you got opinions on it. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to shout whoever that was out. They said it was HP Healer. Yep. Shout out to HP Healer. Um, <laughs> it's a good read. It was on, uh, it was on the 11th. So if you, if you scroll up in the XP Race chat, it was on the 11th. It's a fun read. It's quite hilarious. They're like, yeah, no, you guys aren't. You're not living past a couple of minutes They're here. Probably right, though. That's Exhaustion. Yeah. Uh, but I do have a fun question. It's off the dome. And I will take no judgment for our, the quality of this fun question. Okay. I'm rethinking it, but I'm going to just send it, okay? I'm okay. going to just send it. Um, okay, there, this is a two-part question. First part, Oxy, who is your favorite boss in the game? If you had to pick one, who is your favorite boss in all of Old School RuneScape? Probably Venonatus. Okay, great answer. Now, fun question, Oxy. If Venonatus, if you pulled out Venonatus's phone, right, you opened up Spotify, what is like what's in their most recently played? What is Venonatus listening to in her dungeon when she's just like beating folks into the ground? Like what is her top played genre of the Spotify wrapped? Mainly the question is what genre of music do you associate with your favorite old school runescape boss? So okay, I think I have her top three right here. Okay. The one I can, the one that like sticks out the most for Venonatus is like not quite like screamo metal, but like intense metal music. Because if you like that, you're talking deep wilderness, gigantic spider beating the shit out of adventurers whenever they walk in. Like that is the vibe that that kind of gives off. Mm -hmm. However, 
it takes a lot of work as a spider to craft a web. So kind of like lo-fi beats to make crafts <laughs> to also might be up there because you've got to spin Spooky a lot lo-fi. of webs, you know, like, yeah, like spider lo-fi, you know, like not like <laughs> scary necessarily, like something relaxing background music, to, like make the web or whatever. And, but finally, the last little bit. Do you guys know the track Witching? I know Michael doesn't because Michael doesn't listen to the music in Old School RuneScape, but the track Witching is what used to play when you fought Old Venonatus. And it is like you're fighting a 35-foot-long T-Rex-sized venomous spider who Mm -hmm. can kill you in two ticks because she had a variable attack speed. And the background music was dun-dun-dun-dun. It was like wacky, dorky, cartoony music. So I also feel like Venonatus has like a like a like a secret playlist, like a guilty pleasure playlist of just like Benny Hill esque like wacky cartoon songs that she likes to listen to. Like it's usually the intimidating death metal. But sometimes it's the Pink Panther theme just beating the shit out of adventurers. Because if, if you guys listen to Witching right now, it should be like automatically unlocked because it's just unlocked within the wilderness. It is a dorky, dorky tune. And that's what used to play when fighting Venonatus. I listened to it on loop for hours while killing her in the wild. So go give that track a listen. You'll understand what I'm talking about. So yeah, death metal, lo-fi beats to make web two, and... uh and just like a, a playlist of cartoon tracks that are that do not match her aesthetic at all, you know. That's awesome. That's great. what about you? What's your favorite boss, and what are their what are their uh, music genres they're into? Gosh, okay. So if I had to pick my favorite boss for the league, it was Bando. League or for? Well, I'm just thinking most recently what I've done most recent. Okay. Um, Bandos was my favorite boss in the league. Just because it was probably the easiest to kill, and I don't know, it's chill. Uh, but I, I feel like Bandos's number one playlist is either like it's either like super bass heavy, uh, like EDM, because he's just like crushing skulls to boom de boom de boom de boom de, or it's like death metal screamo, like like uh, just double bass going the whole time. Because uh, he gives off that like grunge metal vibe, like you could see him doing the the windmill, the windmill with the arms in a in a mosh pit. I could see I could see General Crowdor in a in a mosh pit, but I, I could I also see to. him. No, you wouldn't want to, but I I could see that happening. Um, but I could, then I could also see him at at a um, at like a I've never been to one, but like an EDM a rave like, a rave maybe I don't know um dubstep kind of thing um i think in the game itself this is gonna sound really cheesy but i like i like barrows i think it's the probably the most i could do it for the longest type of boss Mm -hmm. i i just looked up myself i looked up my main account bloodhound and i didn't think it was me because there's a lot of cases on here like i forgot I've forgotten that I've done nearly four. Yeah, it's almost as if you've played for six thousand hours on that account. It's wild. Yeah, uh, I've done sixty-seven necks, killed four hundred KBD. Like, when did I do four hundred King Black Dragon? Um, but Barrows is chill, and that's like that's a whole 
the whole podcast in itself. Like, what are the five Barrows Brothers, six Barrows Brothers listening to? It's all the same. Each of their genres. Is Is it all the same? It's all, they're in the tombs, and it's either Caramel Dancing or Rockefeller Street the entire time. You can hear it from the the mounds as you walk up. What is the song? (laughs) Go look. I knew Fear was going to get that one, you fucking weave. I knew for sure. (laughs) <laughs> hold on what was it caramel dancing <laughs> or or rockefeller street like i don't know if it's like a nightcore remixer or whatever it is it's not the original one from eurovision it's like the weeb anime girl version um yeah that's a hundred percent what i'm picturing them listening to because you can like you can hear it bumping from the hills and you're like what the hell is down there and then it's just verak like <laughs> hold on oh, i'm shit. playing it right now <laughs> Okay, I, I don't I think can we can play that. it on the podcast. We might get we might no, get like DMCA for that. But you know, pause the podcast, go to Spotify, listen to some Rockefeller, whatever Roxy said. <laughs> you guys know exactly what I'm talking about when you hear it. It is <laughs> it's either anime girls or like psychopaths driving tanks. Like that's that's the interesting right there. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. Um, that's the fun question. Thank you, thank you for the great answer. I I didn't I forgot that Ben and Addis was your favorite boss. Good answer though. I do I do enjoy me some spooky lo-fi. I think I would vibe with Venetus in that. I'm watching that the sense. video Fear Sent. This is, I can already tell this is gonna be crazy. <laughs> this is a hundred percent the Barrows brothers. A hundred percent fear. This is a hundred percent the Barrows brothers. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the punta, 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 punta. <laughs> Imagine just like hearing that shit and seeing all of them doing that dance move all <laughs> coordinated true. together. That's actually really true. That's very true. Well, that's going to do it for the fun question. I'm going to send it back over to Oxy to take us away. Take us Indeed, out. folks. It has been a good one. It's been a fun one. I'm sorry I did not give you as rage filled <sighs> of an episode as you guys were expecting. Um, that said, I hope you guys think I'm right because that uh, that that opinion uh, is one that's going to stick with me forever. Um, I'm getting DMs right now in our winter weekend planning chat uh, because somebody still never made the announcement when someone reached out to them. Hmm. Mm. But we are announcing an event that's coming up. It should already be live in Discord winter weekend. Go sign up for that if you've made it this far. Sign up with a team. Sign up for yourself. I don't care. It's going to be fun as hell. We're going to be doing a lot of rating. Yeah, follow us everywhere you follow people. We're Twitter, Instagram, not Facebook. We have a TikTok that we don't post on, but we have one if you want to check it out. Um, we, you know, follow us, subscribe on YouTube, follow us on Spotify, Apple Music and Google Podcasts. I'm sure you do something, but go do those things. Yeah, comment, notifications, all the content creator stuff. Smash that like button. Um Head over to Patreon if you want to support us. Head over to our merch store if you want some cool merch like Michael's wearing. Head over to our Discord, probably most importantly out of all of those things, to come interact with objectively the best RuneScape community in the world. And the only other thing you are tasked with doing is having a good week and a good weekend. We look forward to the summer summit, or the not summer summit, the winter summit. We look forward to the winter summit, and maybe our speculations will come true. With that, folks, we are going to send you off. We will see you guys next week. Goodbye, good evening, good day, good morning. See you later. Have a great day at work. <laughs> <laughs>